श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परम्परा की जाय श्री भक्ति रक्षक श्रीधा देव गोस्वामी महाराज अभिभा महा महोत्सव तिथि की जाय श्री भक्ति विनोद परिवार की जाय श्री गो राधो माधव की जाय भक्ति वृंद की जाय गोर प्रेम नंदे so we gathered on the auspicious occasion of the of commemorating the appearance of Pujapad Bhakti Rakshakshi Dev Goswami Maharaj Shri Goswami Maharaj ki jai and um, Avibhav of course means the appearance so celebrating his appearance day and um I'd like to speak a little bit about the appearance of Shri Ramarsh in in um in my life <laughs> in our lives subsequently which is um not different from but an extension of his appearance in the world appeared in Gota Mandala in the land of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes in Hampaniya came to reside of course in in um Navadweep after have been joined the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and traveled fairly extensively throughout the uh, Indian subcontinent representing Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada and his mission in Madras and Bombay and Kurukshetra um to name a few places and I believe it was in in Bombay that he met uh Mishnupad Shesi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada who was living there uh or doing doing business there at times for his family and um also as a disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur but a householder and Pujapachina Marsh was a sannyasi. So they met and they developed some affinity for one another and uh continued on of course after after the uh, passing of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur which was a traumatic time for the mission um that underwent various uh, difficulties um um thereafter um and in the midst of that the two uh, gurus in 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 my life prominent gurus um as you brought the Vedanta Swami Prabhupada and Bhakti Raksha Shirdi Goswami Raj lived together in Calcutta in Prabhupada's apartment. He had two apartments. Uh, was it number six, Energy Lane or something like that? And I guess he had six and then seven or something. So um he uh, provided a um a an apartment for Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj that served as some type of a preaching base. and there together in that setting they wrote their commentaries on Bhagavad Gita among other things Shridharmarsh was of course is of course famous for his original sanskrit compositions that are quite remarkable and reminiscent of the works of the founding acharyas of the sampradaya the six goswamis and krishnadas kaviraj and, and so forth his works like premadama deva stotram his commentary on uh, Gayatri Mantra and so forth. Um and so anyway there they 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 spent some 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 time together and um 
considerable time, six years, and at the, it was at that time that Prabhupada wanted to form a mission with Sridhar Marsha at the head. But he was... Um, of, in his own language, a backward-pushing type of a person, not wanting to be in the front, in, in the limelight. And it was in this spirit that he went to Ek Chakra um, and dismissing such propositions put forward by our Prabhupada and the, the requests of a number of people, Prabhupada's sister, for example, for Diksha, Mantra Diksha, she had received Harinam from Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta. She approached Sridhar Diksha, and he refused, uh, not out of any lack of her qualification, but out of a sense of his own lack of qualification and his own humility and uh, backward-pushing nature that, as I say, caused him not to want to be in the forefront, in the limelight. Um, and so, with that, I say in mind, he went to Ek Chakra uh, and made a petition to Nityananda Prabhu to reside in Navadweep peacefully and conduct his uh, the culture of his inner life. And he got an impression in his heart from Nityananda Prabhu that uh, translated into something like this. You want my mercy, but you don't give your mercy to anybody. So, he was struck by that, and then he reasoned about it and thought that, okay, that means I can stay in Navadweep, but not at the cost of, of, but at the cost, I should say, of giving my mercy to others, but... That doesn't mean I'll have to run hither and thither everywhere to collect people up. But if they come to me, I won't refuse them. This was his uh, position. And there he sat. Meanwhile, after some time, of course, Prabhupada Bhaktivedanta Swami started his own campaign. This is quite some years later. I took sannyas. He was so intimate with Sridhar Marsh that he asked Sridhar Marsh for Sanyas and for Sanyas. And Sridhar Marsh personally told me the story, sitting alone with him once. He said that Swami Marsh asked me for Sanyas, but I was reluctant to give for two reasons. One, because um, giving up the family life suddenly is. Um, something that uh, perhaps after having doing one should spend a little time hmm, and not quickly jump into another ashram that um, uh, a sannyasa ashram hmm, and um, and he, this is someone speaking as he explained to me who knew the family of Prabhupada very intimately. He lived there for six years. He saw how he conducted himself in relation to his wife, and they would argue at times, and sometimes he would come in and break it up, and <laughs> and so forth. He explained these things to me, so he knew them very intimately, and, and um, 
And, you know, so you see them arguing, and he was probably would argue on religious principles. He would want to spend time preaching, of course, and uh, he had a real heart-burning heart's desire to be more involved in a mission of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Ultimately, it came to T or me, as Prabhupada put it, with relation to his wife, who on one occasion, I believe when he was in Bombay, and uh, dutifully proceeding with his business that was supporting the family, but taking every spare moment that workplace and uh, lifestyle afforded him to be involved in the mission, hmm? Um, his wife, in his absence, sold his Bhagavatam for tea biscuits. Hmm? Bhagavatams were not as readily available um, in those times as they are today. And, of course, it was was an addition with all the different commentaries and and so forth. So when Prabhupada found out about that, he said, tea or me, and you want the tea? And as I said, we got the me. Hmm. We got Prabhupada. Um, so, anyway, Shudamarsh was uh, said he was just being honest with me and candid, and he said, you know, uh, another argument, you know, he wants to take sannyas, he's come to me, and so I thought maybe I should, you know, um, hold back a little bit and encourage patience, but also, he said, I also had the fear that... By this time, I had my moth in Navadweep. I had my place. I was living there peacefully, doing my bhajan. And I had some fear that his family would come and cause a big disturbance. (laughs) (laughs) We want our father back. You you know, you did this, and so forth. So it was really based on the intimacy hmm, that he had with him and his whole you know, extended self in the form of the family and children and so forth that he knew and whatnot, um, that he thought, you know, I should hold off and let's be a little patient about this. And <laughs> so it was very charming in the way that he was telling it to me. And he said, but then he couldn't wait for that. He went off to Vrindavan and asked Keshava Maharaj, who Siddhar Marsh had given sannyas to, and, and there he took sannyas. Of course, he did actually wait for some time. It did take some time to, to manifest from that point, but... Um, he took sannyas from Bhakti Pragyan Keshava Maharaj, Bhakti Pragyan Keshava Yati Kijai. And uh, as I say, he had received the sannyas mantra from Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj. He had asked, um, he was involved when um, perhaps it was he that who, who started to refer to our Prabhupada as Bhakti Siddhanta, based on his writing hmm, for the mission that was going on. And then some godbrothers complained, you can't call him Bhakti Siddhanta. And Sridhar Maharaj Devine and said, I can understand their sentiment. Still, he's very qualified. I suggest we call him Bhakti Vedanta, which has more or less the same meaning. And so they, they, he had this name, Bhakti Vedanta, before he took sannyas as a kind of a title. It was not uncustomary. Um, or was customary, I should say, of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to give titles to his, his different disciples, Bhakti Ranjan, Bhakti this, Bhakti that, hmm? um, besides their initiated names. So this was after the departure of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and Keshav Maharaj, I believe. Keshav Maharaj or Kosami Maharaj, one of the two. 
um, had started to refer to Prabhupada in this way and praises Goswami Maharaj. But they were they were three of 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 a kind, so to speak. Shri Maharaj used to say that he he would speak and well, Goswami Maharaj would do something else, uh, and Prabhupada would collect Prabhupada or something. Collect, yeah. You know, he would give the lecture, and I forget what Goswami Maharaj would do in Bombay, and then Prabhupada would come and collect from everybody. <laughs> you know, donations from based on the speaking and so forth, and the preaching engagement. So, um, at, uh, uh, at any rate, uh, Bhakti. Pragyan Keshav Maharaj, they were, he was intimately involved with them too. After all, Prabhupada had joined Keshav Maharaj's mission. Hmm? Um, before he took sannyas, he became a member of the mission, and he was given the charge to make the back to make the the magazine. Forget the name of it, of um, of the Gaudiya um, Vedanta Samiti, the, the mission of Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Maharaj, famous now, Bhakti Vedanta Narayan Maharaj was a member of, being a disciple of, of uh, Srila Keshav Maharaj. Uh, Prabhupada was the made editor of that magazine. Hmm? And um, ultimately his ambitions for a magazine that would exceed the circulation and um, kind of, um, you say, um, scope, the word I want, scope, of the magazine at the time. Gaudiya Patrika? Yeah, I don't, it might have been Gaudiya Patrika. Um, Prabhupada had a vision of a magazine that would exceed the circulation scope of that magazine, and ultimately he went on his own. He took sannyas from Keshav Maharaj and started his Back to Godhead magazine. She wanted to make like the, the Life magazine or Time magazine of uh, spirituality in the world. And the big, big ideas, and um, so um, this is just an aside. I'm speaking about that he was given the title of Bhakti Vedanta, and Pujapad Keshav Marsh liked that insight and suggestion of Pujapad Sridhar Marsh, who was very much known for uh, giving names and. Um, Details like that that are beautiful aspects of the, the culture and names with significance that and, and whatnot. He was he considered it like a titular, you know, adjustment that he was good at some detail thing, nothing of any substance. Um, and he personally told me that when he asked me when I asked to hear the sannyas mantra from him because Prabhupada gave it on a piece of paper, he didn't chant it in the ear. So those who had come, my godbrothers, and taken sannyas from Sri Ramarsha, you should hear the mantra. I had absolutely no objection, of course. And so he said, I will do, if you like. And your Swami Marsh wanted me to make some, sometimes some titular adjustments like this. He's given everything but some technical thing I can, like a small thing like that I can do. He's really done everything. But. So um, at any rate, the title Bhakti Vedanta, which Sri Ramarsha gave, Keshavarma really liked this idea, and he eventually then named all of his sannyas disciples Bhaktivedanta Narayan Marsh, Bhaktivedanta Trivikram Marsh, Bhaktivedanta Swami Marsh, Bhaktivedanta this Maharaj, Bhaktivedanta that Maharaj. This was the system of Bhakti Siddhanta, that when he gave sannyas, 
he gave a name, bhakti, and a two or three syllable word or name that somewhat described the person. So bhakti, pramod, would be the two-letter word. And then Puri Maharaj. Puri was the sannyas name. Sridhar is the sannyas name. Swami is the sannyas name. Trivikram is the sannyas name. Um, bon, Aranya, hundred native of them, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthita Thakur, had sannyas names. So the name, the word Bhakti, Bhakti, such and such, Swami Maharaj, Gosami Maharaj, Sridhar Maharaj, Narayana Maharaj, Trivikram Maharaj, Paramadriti Maharaj, Aranya Maharaj, um, Ashram Maharaj, um, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So that was a system. We liked that system. When we met Sridhar Maharaj, it was very, very nice. Um, so, um, the Keshav Maharaj so much liked the naming idea, the title given by Sridhar Maharaj to harmonize the situation where Prabhupada would continue to be honored, but not at the cost of some brothers feeling somewhat their sentiments trampled on because they had one bhakti siddhanta in their life. Among all the sannyasis hmm, that have um, um, arisen out of all the, str- the, the uh, streams of the, the, the ocean of Gaudiamath, and there are many of them, hmm, not one of them is named Bhakti something Saraswati Maharaj. Hmm? Saraswati is one of the names. Hmm? And that was, of course, the name of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. Hmm? So, as that name was honored, and they wanted to honor the Saraswati name also. They also wanted to honor the Prabhupada title. <laughs> That was a later issue, but Sridhar Maharaj overruled on that one and said, it is, it is all right, it's proper, this uh, Vishnupad Prabhupada, these are proper titles for the disciples to refer to the Guru as, and so, so on. And it's different than his formal name. So at any rate, Keshav Maharaj liked that so much that he named all the disciples Bhakti Vedanta this, Bhakti Vedanta that, Bhakti Vedanta this Maharaj, that Maharaj, hmm? across the board. So... At any rate, um, he uh, he took sannyas, he became Bhaktivedanta Swami, Maharaj, Prabhupada, and um, and ended up doing something very uh, um, spectacular the world over. Hmm? And Sridhar Maharaj, in the meantime, was living humbly in Navadweep. He had his place, and Keshav Maharaj helped him to get the land, and and he was uh, carrying on, and it was such that his successor, Srila Bhakti Sundar Govinda Maharaj, once told that sometimes we did not even have enough rice to go around. Hmm? It was so difficult sometimes hmm, that I thought of leaving. But before I left, I went and talked to the trees, and they would not let me go. As they were staying and not leaving, they convinced me to stay, something like that, he said. So, very austerely, Sridhar Marsh was, was, was living there, depending upon Krishna. In a way, 
Prabhupada was also depending on Krishna in a dynamic way, coming to America, living in New York, and chanting the holy name, and and uh, what would happen. Uh, so it was very dynamic. Obviously, Shridharmarsh was in a, in a more classical type of a dependent situation, living in Nadia, hmm? in the Dham. A few people had come, and and uh, they were his assistants, and they had to live according to his standard of living, <laughs> which isn't always uh, bountiful hmm, in a material sense, in a physical sense. Hmm? So there he was, uh, like a covered uh, jewel, hmm, for quite some time, hmm, while the extraordinarily and brilliant sun-like campaign of uh, Srila Prabhupada, Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, was was shining all over the world. Hmm? And in its brightness, it it shed light, we can say, on the personality, the supreme personality of Godhead. Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. This is Prabhupada's English translation of the very um, password in terms of the tattva, the philosophy, for entering into a proper understanding of Srimad Bhagavatam. Jiva Goswami uses the term Paribhasutra. So this is one line, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, of one verse of the Bhagavatam, and he highlights it hmm, and says that the, the philosophy, the theology of the Bhagavatam orbits around this statement, that Krishna it means is the fountainhead of all avatars. Hmm? He is Swayam Bhagwan. So again, Prabhupada translated that into Krishna, comma. I think there's a comma there. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, which you find in his books over and over and over again, almost it's, 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 from an English point of view, it's um, redundant, hmm? seems redundant, but he is chanting this mantra, this Paribas, Sutra over and over and over again. Hmm? Krishna, as an aside, Krishna's Kaviraj refers to the Bhagavatam verse from Brahma Vimohan Lila in Brahma's prayers, where he glorifies Krishna, Brahma, and uh, such that he describes Narayan as his Amsa, hmm? as the, he uses a similar term, Paribhas Shloka. Hmm? of the Bhagavatam. It is the verse in the narrative of Krishna Lila, hmm? or it, that Brahma Mimohan Lila is the narrative of Krishna Lila that plays out the the sutra, the line, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. There it's shown in Vrindavan to Brahma that not only do um, uh, that Yes, worlds emanate from Narayan. That's true. Universes e- expand from him like, like, like perspiration coming out of the pores of his skin. Hmm? But Krishna, from him come innumerable Narayans, <laughs> who then manifest innumerable worlds and innumerable Brahmas and and Brahma was seeing this, um, the, the power, the Aishvari of Krishna, compared to his own attempts to, well, to test the power of Krishna, 
by trying to steal his calves and cowboy boys. This is Brahma Vimohana Lila. So Krishna's two Bhagavan Swam, it really comes out here. This is the, this is the Leela in which Prabhupada left the world also. He was absorbed in this Leela and translating it. He left the world in this. It's it's the very center uh, part of the you know of the center, the Sakirasa center of the Bhagavatam. And it's where, again, something that Prabhupada was that his campaign, bright and brilliant, like the sun, shed light on this principle. Hmm? Krishna is God. And please edit the, the encyclopedia. He is not the eighth incarnation of Narayan or Vishnu. He is the source of Narayan. He is the fountainhead. Hmm? This is very, very important. I mean, Jiva Goswami has emphasized, as I've mentioned, to, very important to have in place. Krishna says it in the Gita. Aham sarvasya prabhava mata sarvam pravartate iti matva bhajante mam buddhabhava samanvita. Knowing this, understanding this, aham sarvasya prabhava, I, Krishna says, am the source of everything. Everything comes from me. It means all of the forms of the Godhead, I'm the source of all the shaktis, and so the world, everything. I'm the source of the Veda, the Guru who reveals me. Everything comes from me. I reveal myself through these forms. Everything, I am Swayam Bhagavan. Every, uh, there's nothing, that's it, stops here. Anadir, Anadi, Anadir, Adir, Govindam, Sarva Karana, Karanam. Anadir, we were talking about Anadi last couple of days. Anadir, Adir, Govinda. Govinda is the cause of all causes. He's the beginning of all beginnings. Hmm? And he's beginningless. Hmm? Beginning of all beginnings, the cause of all causes. And Krishna says, knowing this, one has in place much of what they need to engage in Ragmarg. He says, Aham sabrasya prabhavo matasavam prabhartite iti matva bhajantemam buddha bhava samambhita. Raga bhava samambhita. One has the sambit, Buddha, hmm? Hmm? to the knowledge to know what is the center hmm? or the uh, or to know that which can take unlimitedly, hmm? which means now I know how I can give unlimitedly because I have to be able to give. to that which can take without limitation. This is what Krishna challenges in the Gita when he says that, what is the verse? Hmm? No, no. As they yeyatamam prapadyante tamtasayaptataibabhajamiham As they surrender to me, I can reciprocate accordingly. Hmm? This is his statement. However, you, you want eternal life, I can give you Brahman. You want material things, I can give you that. You want yoga studies, I can give you that. You want body bhakti, I can give you that. You want whatever. You, whatever. This is my challenge. However, they approach. Gaudiya Vaishnavism says, "Okay, let's take him up on that." That's what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is. So, if you don't know that, you can't take up Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? And it's taken up most perfectly by the gopis. We said, okay, we're going to try it. And what happened? 
Krishna said, I think I better become a gopi. <laughs> because I said I was the source of everything and I could reciprocate in kind uh, in relation to whoever and however anyone approaches me, but your approach hmm, exceeds my capacity to reciprocate. It's glorious unto itself. I worship it. I'm defeated. This is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So you have to know this about Krishna. You can't do this with Narayan, Varaha, Nishingha. It's not possible. So, uh, a very important point. You have to know the two things. You have to know the source who can take unlimitedly, and then you have to give without any expectation, which are non-calculative bhakti, to use a term of Pujapachita Marsh. Non-calculative means I don't make a calculation with my mind, I don't think about it, that this is God, therefore I should serve Him. That's called Vaidhi Bhakti. I'm suffering, therefore I shouldn't serve. I don't want to die and again take birth, therefore I should serve. You know, there may be some place for that motivation in the beginning that we should have our ideal in in, in Braj Bhakti and approaching in that way Gradually, the eligibility, full eligibility for rag bhakti will will manifest, which constitutes a, a form of bhakti, or, or I should say, participation in the angas of bhakti, hearing, chanting, remembering. That's taste driven, feeling driven, and this is where we where we enter, if you will, puja marsh in a sense. Because Prabhupada's campaign was brilliant like the sun, lighting up the world everywhere in terms of making this point. Hmm? And people are on the street corners chanting, you know, Hare Krishna. Godbrother of mine, Tamal Krishnamarsh, once told me that his parents um, would. Um, Tell them that you know wherever they went when they traveled, they'd meet these you know devotees. And uh, so one day, one time they decided to take a, a trip to the Amazon, and they laughed. They said, "At least we won't see you know any of you know our sons you know crazy friends down there." And and so they were on a boat ride in the Amazon, <laughs> and they pulled up on the dock, and there was. Namsen Kirtan blew their minds, as you can imagine. They wrote their son about it. God, you guys are in the Amazon. So this was Prabhupada's campaign. It was like that. Like the sun, you know, nothing could hide from it, so to speak. We used to sell Prabhupada's books in the Chicago airport, uh, which was one of the first airports that we legally sold books in. And um, I was very involved there. And uh, there was a famous, there is, I still think, a famous basketball team in Chicago called the Chicago Bulls. And so they would come through the airport you know, every now and then because that was the home of their team. And I found out, I heard, that, that the Bulls, when they came through, every time, every single one of them you know, that was asked to buy a book, and so they chuckled about it and they came up with their best defense and they called it the Hare Krishna defense <laughs> or the Krishna defense <laughs> no one can get through 
<laughs> without being done. It was the, the passion to please Prabhupada on the part of his his uh, young young um, <coughs> disciples distributing his books. So this was his campaign, bright, brilliant, like the sun. No one could hide from it, so to speak. Hmm? And uh, it became a, you know, it became a, um, a, uh, almost a household word, really. And therefore there was the, the admission on the part of some of the acknowledgement that he has fulfilled the prediction of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Prithivityachi Jatanagarari Gram Sarvata Pacharhoi Manam. My name will be heard in every town and village, and so forth. So, um, such was the nature of his campaign. He wanted to present Krishna as he is. And this was one of the main focuses. Two main focuses of Prabhupada's campaign, in one sense, are Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and and Advaita Vedanta is mental speculation. (laughs) It does not follow the... uh, It's not faithful to revelation. And by it, you cannot get Krishna Bhakti. It is, it's against. Anyway, so the, 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 this comes out in his writing. When you know, you're going to write a book or a commentary, you're going to assess your audience and so forth, and you're going to want to make certain themes. Hmm? Prabhupada was breaking new ground in the Americas and Europe and, and later on um, other parts as well, the Orient even, um, and throughout India as well. But um, uh, particularly fresh ground in, in, in the West, and he uh, appropriately understood that certain foundational principles have to be established and put in place, and um, in due course, more will will come. There'll be other installments. Hmm? Can't tell everybody everything at once. I was lecturing to some um, Hindu families, uh, speaking to them in Charlotte and make, uh, making some nice points to them and they were really appreciating it very much. And then they asked questions afterwards and you could see, I could see that they couldn't they didn't understand the points entirely and what is bhakti and what is gyan. They liked it, they were moved, but it's complex, the theology of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's not simplistic like, like Advaita Vedanta, comparatively. It's very complex. I mean, to say that spiritual reality is the polar opposite of material reality is not hard to grasp. Attachment is the problem. Detachment is the solution. Hmm? Move away from the perception of variety, which is false, to oneness. Okay? And you come, Gaudiya Vaishnava, oneness and difference at the same time and your head starts spinning around. Hmm? You progress, you have to give up material life, but we progress not by vairagya, but by, by attachment <laughs> to Krishna, not by detachment, but by attachment to Krishna. Uh, you make the Vedanta points, basically, they're not exclusive, or the right or the property of the way to Vedanta, that the attachment to material um, objects is the source, is the womb from which suffering is born, Krishna says it in the Gita, dukkha hmm? yonayevate. Um, but that we don't end there. Hmm? And we offer a very positive way to to arrive at that detachment by attachment to Krishna. So anyway, it's very complicated in comparison. Hmm. 
So, um, these were the, the two of the main points you'll find in Prabhupada's writing over and over again. He wanted to establish this. And, and these are points that um, ha- have to be in place, kind of foundational stones. And of course he felt that uh, that, that more would come. A question was asked yesterday about the idea that some people feel felt that the the ideas presented by Bhaktivinoda and ultimately by Prabhupada that seemed to differ from the Goswamis and, as I was explaining, every other Acharya and all of Hinduism with regard to the uh, anadi karma, beginninglessness of the world. If you have beginningless world cycles, you have to have beginningless karma because the world is jivas and jiva shakti and maya shakti brought together by karma. No karma, there's no connection between jivas and maya shakti. If there's no connection between them, if that connection has a beginning, the world cycles have to have a beginning. So that just doesn't doesn't work. So Bhaktivinoda talked about it a little differently. We were speaking about this, and someone made the uh, suggestion that, well, I think what they've done, Bhaktivinoda, who started this, as, a, as we see it, as a preaching strategy, uh, like a crack, I call it, in the cement, and when it gets to the way it's interpreted by some of Prabhupada's disciples, it's like the Grand Canyon. Hmm? Um of misconceptions, um, people are falling. Gopas and gopis are falling out of you know out of Leela and in, in, in Goloka. It's a very problematic idea. At any rate, we've talked about it. But someone asked the question. I think it was Dulal representing someone else. That that well, I think these are developments of the of the teaching, developments of the teaching. Mm-hmm. They're improving on the idea. Mm-hmm. And well, I mentioned there's a place for improving on the ideas, for shedding new light and so forth. But it's not about Changing the ideas from 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 a yes to a no, from from naughty karma to no naughty karma. That, that's not improving on the idea. You have to improve upon the idea of a naughty karma hmm? by way of explaining it in relation to the times in which you you live, hmm? and and perhaps also in relation to how a previous acharya might have said something. Like Prabhupada said certain things about it. Hmm? One way he talked about it. Sounds like karma is not a nadi. Other ways he talked about it, it is. Or there's there's no fall from Vaikuntha. In other places, it seems to say there was fall from Vaikuntha. Hmm? So what we are doing is is that very thing. We're taking the basic idea, sorting out what the core funda- fundamental, foundational, philosophical principle principle is, and then clarifying it, hmm? shedding new light on it, explaining it from different angles, and so forth. Huh? For in an ongoing um, way, hmm? this is and this is not what what Bhaktivinoda was doing. He created a a, a, a fashion, a preaching strategy, which all of which preaching strategies have a life hmm? for a certain amount of time, and it very well well may be the shedding of new light on the teaching, maybe to reveal, like Vishwanachakti Thakur did. Um, what Jiva Goswami said here about Swakiya, that's a preaching strategy. Hmm? Hmm. What Shankar has done, the Gaudiyas say, on the order of Vishnu, that's a preaching strategy. What Buddha has done, that was a preaching strategy. They didn't come out with the whole thing. Hmm? The other day we were sitting in a, in a room and I looked at there's a Bible on the shelf. So I pulled out the Bible. I just opened it. And I opened a page and on the for some reason, on the page printed in the printed in the book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There is a picture, black and white picture, 
of of two cowherds plowing the field with cows and looking at the picture. And then at the bottom of the left-hand page, there's the final verse of that page. And Jesus says something to the effect that, I have not told you everything now. You know, there's much more to be said as well. But I'm not spoken about. I think that if I said it all, the whole world would not be able to contain it. Uh, there you go. I think that if I said it all, the whole world would not be able to contain it. That's a fact. It's about Sakiras and, and, and more. <laughs> so the great kind of fella came to me at the time. So there we find it also in, in, in Christianity. So um, now here's an example. Prabhupada liked the sun, right? Revealing Krishna's two Bhagavan Swami. Krishna as he is, which was his term, as he is. In other words, Krishna is, uh, Prabhupada's as it is, is very much in response to like Radha Krishna, the prime minister, of a, president, a previous president or prime minister of India who, who was a scholar and a Hindu, and he wrote, when Krishna says, surrender unto me, in Bhagavad Gita, he says in his commentary, it's not to Krishna that we sur- should surrender, but to the Krishna within, the unborn that, that you are. Prabhupada really didn't like that <laughs> explanation. He said, no, it's as Krishna is saying it, as he is, it's to him. He's real, he's a person, and by the way, he is the fountainhead of all forms of the Godhead and so forth. This was his emphasis. So he, like the brilliant sun, his campaign uh, shed light everywhere on Krishna as he is. Hmm? And in the darkness, if you will, of his departure from the world. Hmm? Some of us had the fortune to be in the shadows, but the light, the moon-like, reflective light of Pujapadrita Maharaj, who reflected for us on this philosophical principle that is the foundational point of tattva, Krishna, Supreme Personality of God, Krishna as he is, who reflected on that for us, which was his preoccupation, in terms of Krishna as he feels. Hmm? How does he feel? This is who he is. He's the Supreme Personality of God. How does he feel? Hmm? In other words, there's two components here. There's the tattva and there's the bhava. Hmm? In tattva, Krishna is the supreme personality of God, and that's the, and that statement is the is the tattva key or hub around which the philosophy and theology of the Bhagavatam orbits. But the book is also a book of of feeling, hmm? and uh, feeling and philosophy. So the feeling, hmm? and that side is, of course, it, it he feels that. Hmm, that I think Radha loves me. What do you think, Subal? Hmm? Is it true? Hmm? And uh, and what is it in me that she feels that that makes her the way she is? And these, these kind of things. How does Krishna feel? This is the way in which Pujapatridamars, in a soothing and cooling way, because it was it was rather um, um, a soothing and illuminating way, I should say, like the moon illuminates the night. Hmm? 
Um, Prabhupada was brilliant like the sun and you can't get too close to it. What he was doing, his campaign was huge. Once Govinda Maharaj told me that I would go to sometimes on an errand of Guru Maharaj to see um, Swami Maharaj Prabhupada and his, in Mayapur bring some message and this GBC is coming and giving a message and this order is going there. And I thought it was like Brahma, you know. Got <laughs> all of the gods coming and the orders going everywhere and this thing. Our Guru Maharaj just sitting here, you know. <laughs> Interestingly, of course, um, all this limelight was on Prabhupada, not that he brought the light on himself, but his campaign by his, by his, by his, um, how you say, by his example, by he, he, he um, commanded respect hmm? by just his, his, uh, his, his actions. Um, um was very happy for it, hmm? happy. Uh, what could he do, you know, to assist? He was old, older than Prabhupada by a couple of years, and, and infirmed comparison, comparatively. He was physically almost blind, and so he, he didn't see how he could really add anything, even though Prabhupada sometimes asked him, he thought, well, what is he, he wants me to come, what am I going to do there? Hmm? He's got all these sannyasis, and, and uh, I'm probably going to pass away any, any time now, you know, before him. He's like going everywhere, all over the world, you know. He's going to live to be 108. This was his his simple thinking, and fair enough. Hmm? And... Um, uh, so, but at any rate, um, Prabhupada, to his surprise, passed away before him and opened the door for his disciples to go to Pujapatriya. So there, you know, we, we enter. And um, with the setting of the sun of Prabhupada's campaign, then out of nowhere, except out of, out of what the sun does, the sun lights up the moon, hmm? it seems to set. But it's the sun's light that reflects on the moon and then gives some some relief, if you will, some light and soothing a different kind of light, a reflective light in the dark, in the dark night, if you will, of the disappearance of Prabhupada. We were illumined by the moon-like cooling and the moon can be approached more readily than the sun. Hmm? Prabhupada was encircled by this Aishvarya of, of, his, of his campaign. Hmm? So it was hard to get close to him, like it's hard to get close to, to the sun. Many of his disciples never spoke a word to him. Some of them never met him, personally. Hmm? So it was, uh, was an intense campaign, and a lot of Aishvarya, given the nature of the service, worldwide campaign and so forth. And he would dress himself very nicely also, given the attire of a sannyasi. Hmm? And he wanted his sannyasis to be dressed nicely for preaching in the world and representing the tradition you know, in the way Western people would feel it was appropriate to dress, not like some sadhu who is naked or... Hmm? But that's Sridhar Maharaj. You know? yeah. hmm? Here he's described, Deva, Devam Divyatanum. Sri 
obeisances to, 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 to Shida Marsh, whose countenance is especially beautiful and kind, who is able to present the highest ontological truths in the most pleasing poetic style. His transcendental figure is decorated with fine garments radiating like the, radiating like the morning sun. Well, that's, you know, in the subjective <laughs> internal vision of uh, whoever wrote this. Maybe, 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 um, yeah, Bhakti Sundar Govinda Maharaj, you know. <laughs> the fact of the matter is he, he, he garbed himself in robes of, of a disinterested nature in the world, a disinterested nature, and it showed up physically in the way he dressed. Probably was a clean, clean shaven and, and uh, always had his head shaved right, regularly. You know, as you could see him with a head of hair and a beard and every now and then he was all shaved up and grow again and tattered cloth and so forth. Um, yeah, bathrobe. You can see him. There's a picture of him standing with Prabhupada in his mouth with a bathrobe on a bathrobe with a bathrobe and a stick like this, you know. Whoa, it'll put this guy in the public, you know, kind of thing, you know. Appearance wise. Hmm? This was again part of his disinterested nature. Disinterested in, in worldliness, disinterested in followers, in reputation and fame, which made him famous amongst the God brothers. Hmm? Amongst the God Brothers, many of whom were going out and initiating and establishing missions and preaching and making disciples. And the fact that Sridhar Marsh was not doing that in no way made him uh, lesser in their minds. Hmm? It made them question, am I doing this for Pratishta? Hmm? To get fame and recognition myself? I have to be careful about that. He doesn't have any of that. We know that. Hmm? And he's staying in the background. They used to come, every single sannyasi god with Oshita Marsh, they would, when they came to his mouth, they would pay obeisances to him on the road, outside the gate of the mouth before entering in. Hmm? He was very much known for this, for his disinterested nature, no pratishta. Pratishta is the, is the basis of all anarthas, the desire to be adored, acknowledged, um, to have some position, some standing. Hmm? Um, when he was asked, he had already separated himself from the quarreling of Godiamath, but still they came to him. Hmm? They had their GBC, still they came to him. And when they, they asked him, what is your opinion? Should some say that Ananta Vasudeva should be the, uh, take the position of the Acharya? Um, because he's a, some have, have that opinion, because, because Guru Maharaj Bhakti Siddhanta said so many things about him. You can't find one disciple amongst Bhakti Siddhantas who was, who more um, compelling things were said about by their, their Guru Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur than Ananta Vasudev. Hmm. There's a book published with so many of the statements of Bhakti Siddhanta. Uh, everybody's got one or two here, you know. Yes, he will do everything, you know. And uh, this one and that one, and he can never be converted. And this, not that the Vasudev had a book of them, <laughs> and those kind of statements. So some people felt he should be the acharya, hmm? and some others who were sannyasis, which Nanda Vasudev was not. He was a brahmachari. They felt they should be acharyas, like Tirtha Maharaj and some others. And so there was this 
divide. And it was brought to Sridhar Maharaj. So he said, well, I give you my objective opinion, not just an opinion, but it may be that the sannyasis who want to be Acharya have some pratishta, because it's often the fact that some pratishta goes with this sannyasi. It readily, it comes to you, you get position, it gives you a position, so then people treat you as if you have a position, and you might start thinking that you do, <laughs> when actually you're just a jiva, and, 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 and whatever power you do have is derived from the mercy of your gurus and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so on and so forth. But you can, and we've seen it happen in our time, it can go to someone's head. And so he said, it's possible hmm, that they may be somewhat influenced by Pratishta, which is a problem. And meanwhile, the other one, he doesn't have the desire, and he's a brahmachari, and others are promoting him, he's not promoting himself, so you might think of it like that. That was his suggestion, it was objective. Hmm? And of course they split and went different ways and so forth. Um, um, and... Uh, and of course, there were there were some problems on both sides, and they were and the successful ones. Shrinivas was successful. Prabhupada was successful. He wasn't in the mix. Shrinivas wasn't in the mix either at the time. Keshavarma he was in the mix. He was one of the sannyasis, but he was successful. There are others as well. Anandavasadeva ultimately wasn't successful, but he for a long time carried the majority of people. Even Prabhupada used to refer to him as um, Puri Maharaj and. Um, I mean, hindsight is is twenty twenty. So, probably criticized him too. But before his departure and so forth, uh, Prabhupada, I think he had tried to respect both sides, Tirtha Maharaj and Antivasudeva. But at any rate, the disinterested nature of Sridhar Maharaj hmm, is uh, is what we're discussing. And how it's a good quality. So no one thought that he wasn't going out preaching, except some of Prabhupada's foolish disciples. He's not doing any preaching. Who is he? Hmm? Uh, he was doing bhajan and navadvip. <laughs> That's not so easy either. You should try that. Hmm? He did preaching. He did for bhakti siddhanta. He traveled around India. And so, but even though it was against his nature, he was chosen to go to America first. And um, he said he would go, but he offered Bhakti Siddhanta these points. He said, "I'm not very outgoing in my nature. Others are more like that than me. It may require that. I don't interact well with the public, being an introverted person. There are others amongst us who speak better English than I do, and I think that you may not be here that long, and I could take advantage of your personal association." So. I prefer to stay here, but if it's your order, of course, I will go. So Bhaktisthana said, you stay, and then he picked somebody else to go. Hmm? But he said, I chose Sridhar Maharaj originally because I know he can never be converted. Hmm? So um, so this disinterested nature was a very good quality of his. Hmm? And you can see, without making any effort, he became famous all over the world. Hmm? Prabhupada made effort not to make himself famous, but to make Chaitanya Mahaprabhu famous. He was empowered by Nityananda to do so, as understood by Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj. They have different natures, but both of them are celebrated the world over amongst the uh, uh, the Paribar. And it's it's uh, um, many, many extended members throughout 
the countries of the world. Hmm? Um, in every mission, there's at least somebody that's reading Sridhar Marsh books, if not in the closet, in, in, you know, in, the, in the broad daylight, uh, <laughs> and appreciating, um, and so forth. So, he was like to us, like the moon. Hmm? He was reflecting and, uh, and taught us in his own reflection to reflect on what Prabhupada taught us. Hmm. What is the significance of that? What is the implication of that? Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. This is the tattva. Hmm? This is how he is. How does he feel? Hmm? How does he feel in Vrindavan? Hmm? Not in Dwarka or Mathura. Hmm? How does he feel? How is he different from Narasimha or Narayan, what are his feelings? What are the qualities? What what is the type of types of love? What 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 motivates him? What what turns him on? These, these kind of things, hmm? and very um, nicely done. Also, this is from a person who's very overtly detached hmm? from physical amenements and necessities, and from subtle things of desire for company, emotional support, followers, and so forth. Very tastefully, I want to say, he spoke about Krishna as he feels. And he did it often in, in, in ways, once I was asked by a godbrother of mine, Giriraj Maharaj, how is it that Sridhar Maharaj talked about the highest things in such a way that people didn't get confused who weren't qualified to hear about them. And I said, well, one of the things he did, he spoke about the lowest things in the highest way. Hmm? That was very powerful. You know, he, he talked about basic principles as, you know, philosophically and how those were underlying, how they were underlying the Brajlila. Hmm? They were the ground of the Brajlila, like I say, the, the canvas in which the art of the Lila is drawn. And then segue into the Lila a little bit. And how it feels, and so forth. So it was always with a, you know, with a, an appropriate philosophical kind of underpinning. He didn't just sit and tell stories about Krishna and the gopis, and and so on and so forth, and tell you to memorize them, and repeat them, and so forth. But to penetrate, you know, you could feel like he was standing on the ground and talking about it from there, standing on the ground in the, in the brudge and speaking about it, what it means, and how it feels in relation to what it means and the implications of it and so forth. So it was very powerful. Hmm? It wasn't just a head. If you, it, wasn't just a, it wasn't just a heart without a head. Hmm? So it was, he continued, if, if you will, with, with some... With, Prabhupada obviously emphasized certain philosophical points, so he also emphasized those, but in a way that they easily understood in terms of their being part of the ground on which the Leela is um, arising out of. And, of course, you know, the, the ideal of Sri Rupa and what is a, what, uh, what is a Rupanuga in the fullest sense of the term. Hmm? What is Radha Dasyam? I mean, these things are there in Prabhupada's books, but they're not things that his disciples were able to draw out very readily hmm, from them. And neither they they emphasized. There are certain things that are emphasized, and I've mentioned some of them. There are some other things. 
and there are ways in which Prabhupada talked about certain things, Sridhar Maharaj was developing that for us. So he's an example of, of what you were asking about. He was actually developing it and doing what, you know, telling more than what Jesus said, you know, was he was prepared to say at the time. I was saying, I was talking to the, to the Indian community and I realized, you know, I felt like, wow, at some point it really hit me. This was how Prabhupada must have felt in Los Angeles in 1970, you know. And he's explaining Krishna consciousness to us. And he's thinking, well, I'll tell him this part, you know, I'll tell him this. And 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 he, and he realized, holy cow, there's just so much more they're not ready to hear right now. Hmm? And uh, one lady I said, I, one lady asked me a question, I said, just keep keep listening, keep coming, you'll, you'll get it over time, you know. Just further explanation is not going to be helpful. Take some beads, chant, you know, take prasadam, hmm? get them active, do some service, and so forth. Hmm? You're not hiding anything purposely, but but you realize, well, somebody is. I've, I've got some patients. They're sick. Hmm? I've I, I I they've been. I'm I'm giving them a prescription of a little bit of fasting and a little bit of diet, hmm? but I'm not giving them fried foods right now. Hmm? Right? I'm not giving them fried foods. I'm giving them a little kitchri. Take a little kitchri, chapati. Very nourishing, very good. Put a little ghee on top, that's okay. But I'm not giving you pakoras and samosas and I mean a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was to emphasize Prabhupada, read the first nine canos of the Bhagavatam first and mm-hmm. someone asked him, Prabhupada, you say that all the time, but why did you give the Krishna book first? He said, Well yeah. he said, you know, you gotta give a taste of what's to come, you know, just otherwise you wouldn't be here at all, so I mean it's not that he didn't explain the Krishna in Vrindavan, and, but you can see many of his disciples didn't understand the difference between Vrindavan and Dwarka and Mathura and and Krishna and the Shringadev, you know, practically. Not his fault. Hmm? Um, those things are explained in his books. Um, but um, in Sadhu Sangha, hmm, where you're caused to reflect on them and ask, what do you know? Shidraj would ask, ask us questions. You know, what do you know? What have you understood? What is your understanding? He asked him questions. He says, what is your understanding? And he would see the level of our understanding. And then he would take from there and explain and embellish and, and so forth. This is the role of the Sikshu Guru. You could not have found a better person to be a Sikshu Guru for Prabhupada's disciples than Sri There is absolutely no better fit. Who knew him so uh, intimately, hmm? greeted him, Prabhupada, when he came to the Mayapur, in his gumsha. Hmm? Hmm. This is the, he didn't get all dressed up. She was going to let her get dressed up. You know. I said, no, my buddy is coming over. You know, he's seen me in my gumsha plenty of times before. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't told that story. I can understand. He, he, had, we had, he had affection for me. Hmm? Um, and so lived with him, knew him, knew, helped him when others tried to um, um, impede Prabhupada from getting land in Raipur for his, uh, his Western disciples. Sridhar is the one who helped him. Hmm? And uh, so always favorable to the movement, always there. When 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 when. Um, Chutananda wrote to Prabhupada, he was in there, he said, I think I need, you know, you're in America, I'm here, 
I think I need a Siksha Guru. And Prabhupada wrote to him, if you want a Siksha Guru, you can go to my God, Brother Bhirashita Marshav Navadweep. But to speak of what you can learn from him, I consider him my Siksha Guru. And so he stayed there for several months, huh? quite some time, under the guidance of, of Sridhar Marsh. And when Prabhupada came back to India, went right over seamlessly to Prabhupada. There was no like friction and Tate trying to steal Prabhupada's disciple or anything of this sort, you know, really supportive. And he always had a, Sridhar still does so much affinity for Pujapad Sridhar Marsh and what he learned there and so forth. And, and uh, he was cool in that way. He had something different about him, something he had some side of Prabhupada that others didn't have because he had association with someone who was had a relationship with Prabhupada like nobody else had amongst his disciples, an intimate relationship. It gives you a certain perspective. Some people think that persons like myself who took shelter of Pujapada Sridhar Maharaj as a Siksha Guru, that we left Prabhupada and we we're at the loss of something. We're actually Whatever they know about Prabhupada, I also know. Hmm? I know his books, and I know his person, and uh, and his mission, and how it works, and all. I know all that stuff. Hmm? It's not lost on me. But I also know hmm? Prabhupada through the eyes of Sridhar Marsh. Hmm? And they don't know that. Hmm? And that's a very charming side, also. Hmm? And uh, it's the more, it's, it's more. Mm, you're finding out, he's like, a, you know, he has, he's like a gem, he has many facets, and you can look from different sides. So when you look from Sridhar side, you see, huh, he's like this. And, oh. and my, pers- my perspective is a little different than Sridhar As a disciple of Prabhupada, his is this position of a, of a non-envious and, and pure, as Prabhupada said when he introduced him to us in Mayapur, um, the first time, and the famous picture of the two of them sitting on Prabhupada's Vyasa Sanji. I have known from the very beginning he is a pure devotee of Krishna and uh, and uh, so forth and so on. So, that kind of a god-brother. It's valuable to have that kind of uh, association. He pressed us to understand what Prabhupada had given us, what are the implications of that in his absence, and what should be done in his absence, to, to, to make him present. Hmm? And it wasn't some artificial fanatical campaign that, 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 that tried to do away with the Guru Parampara in the name of making him, making him present by saying, he hasn't gone anywhere, he's here right now. He's in his books, so all we need to do is read his books. We don't need initiation. Hmm? Or you need someone to just officially connect you with him because he's already he's here. These are all these artificial ways that are not scripturally based to keep Prabhupada present, hmm, actually distances those who embrace them from uh, all that Prabhupada is and and represents and so forth. It it distances them in a very serious way because it often, unfortunately, as we've seen, has caused people to then make offense to someone like Pujapad Sridharmarsh, who's so dear to Prabhupada. Hmm? Hmm. who's there to help us by Prabhupada's arrangement. He said it, and I was massaging his feet at the time, late September of 1977, just a few weeks before he left the world. He was asked that, that, that if, we, if we should pass away, how we perform the funeral. 
because we didn't know that, and he had written about that, those rituals. And Prabhupada said, for that you can ask Narayana Maharaj in Mathura. Hmm? And so Tamal Krishnamaraj had asked the question, and then he said, Prabhupada, after you depart, is there anyone else we can consult with? And he said, for philosophy, my God, whether it be Ashira Maharaj of Navadweep. Hmm? So he the one cracked the door for that. That's why after Prabhupada departed, the entire GVC in Mayapur in 1978, when they met a few months after Prabhupada's departure, they all went to Sridhar Marsh to get counsel on how to carry on the Guru Parampara. Unfortunately, they didn't listen very well <laughs> and ended up offending him and so forth. That's very unfortunate. Hmm? But that's a consequence of, as I say, trying to keep Prabhupada in the present in ways that are not supported by scripture, hmm? that distance you from Prabhupada and may cause you to make offense, distance you that much further from bhakti, and and so on. Whereas the proper way, on its face, puts him to the side, hmm? but in reality, acquaints one with him in the invisible world, on a deeper level, hmm? so to speak. So in other words, the Guru Parampara, another guru must come and take take prominence and so forth. And and, and Sridharmarsh was an example. I mean, he didn't look for it, but he just became the natural Siksha guru for Prabhupada's disciples. Some of them understood that and took advantage, and some didn't. And he became very, for those of us who did, he became very prominent. Hmm? Here we are celebrating his appearance day, very prominent in, in my life. But the idea that because Sridhar Maharaj became prominent in my life, and even, you know, I would go to Sridhar Maharaj rather than to, you know, Prabhupada's temple. Of course, I was, wasn't allowed to go to Prabhupada's temple in Mayapur, but that kind of thing. Um, to think that Prabhupada's being displaced, he's being distanced from Prabhupada, is to misunderstand the way in which you actually keep the acharya, your guru, present in his apparent absence, not by artificially making him physically present and in 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 turning his detail detailed um, his the details that he put in place to preach, turning them into principles hmm? in the name of keeping here, which ends up freezing the whole dynamic. Of, of preaching and bringing new light according to time and circumstance. Hmm? Not like that, but to go inside hmm? and and understand him internally from knowing that the Guru, Prabhupada, for example, is directly Krishna's representative. And that's what we hear from a lot of us. He's, whatever he says is directly coming from Krishna. It's a, it, this is, he's Sakshadhari. We heard Sakshadhari, Sakshadhari. That's true, that's true. But, what about kintu, but, however, kintu prabhoyapriyevatasya. This we heard from Sridhar Marsh. Hmm? That's the other half of the line, right? Vishvanachakritaku prays to the Guru. Sakshadharitena samasta shastra. Hmm? The Guru is, is, is directly hari, sakshadhari, and all the scriptures say this. This makes you go, whoa, the God is speaking. Here, represented here in a representational sense, we understand, but still, this should be honored and respected. Hmm? And 
if you really have that in place, then you can start to gradually understand the second part of it. Kintu pravorya priyabhadasya. However, but he's also dear to Krishna. So how can he be Krishna and be dear to Krishna? Hmm? He's Krishna in a representational sense and should be honored as such. But if you approach him with all honor and proper philosophical understanding in due course, you see that he, he actually is the embodiment of a certain type of love of Krishna. And you tell me, what is more important, Krishna or love of Krishna? Gaudiya perspective is Jai Radhe. Love of Krishna is more important than Krishna because you can't really separate the two, but one begets the other is the point. In love of Krishna, there you will find Krishna. Krishna is there. Without love of Krishna, there's no Krishna. So, love of Krishna, this is how Krishna feels. This was more the emphasis of Sridhar Marsha and encouragement, and very appropriately so, to that this is where you have to venture internally to, to, to keep him present. And in the meantime, in the, in the present, externally, draw upon that and all that he said by reflecting deeply upon that, the implications of that. And as that comes to crystallize and give you new insight, then you start to share that. And new insight. It's not you just repeat what you've heard and 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 sometimes I think if he says only what Prabhupada says, then he's bona fide. If he says anything other or different or more, then he can't be bona fide. No. It's the opposite. <laughs> Should say the more. That's the whole idea of the Guru Parampara. To bring it out. Not something that's new, but more of what it is. Hmm? More explanation in light of the new circumstances and so forth. And and if nothing else, the circumstances are very different when such a great personality passes away. What to speak of now we're whatever it is, forty, fifty years later and things have changed a lot. So so this is uh this is the really uh, uh I mean I had the direct experience of what the Guru Parampara was. You know, I was I told the story that uh that same period in September, I was there in '77 with Prabhupada, and we had shifts where we would chant. Hmm? Um, I think this was in May. I, think I went in May, and um, anyway, one of the times um, we had shifts for chanting for Prabhupada for 24-hour kirtan. And my shift was from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., so I was the only one, and then Prabhupada's assistant was there. And so I was chanting the Maha Mantra and with cartels, and I was just saying, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And I had a, my focus was, in one sense, I don't want to like do some fancy musical type of kirtan, but this is a melody I've heard from Prabhupada, and I want to just chant a melody that came from his lotus mouth, and not be in danger of turning this some kind of fancy musical thing and you know what not which can happen hmm? and so sincerely I was chanting and I was thinking Prabhupada you know please my prayer was to keep me connected with the Guru Parampara hmm? and Prabhupada looked this is like you know three in the morning one in the morning Prabhupada got up you know leaned up looked and said and his assistant came there I was at his feet his assistant came to his head and he said who is that chanting he said oh that's Tripura Amarish, and Prabhupada looked at me and nodded like this. And 
and he went back. And I, then when I met Sridhar Maharaj, and it, that all came to me that, you know, how you remember certain things certain time. And I could understand, oh, he gave me the blessing. Here I am, I'm experiencing. And it's in the midst of, where's the Guru Parampara? No. Prabhupada left. These people are saying they're the gurus. Prabhupada wanted them to be, but there's problems with the representation and so forth. And and here, without making any effort, hmm? and then and Prabhupada said, for philosophy, go to Sridhar Maharaj. All these things came back and ringing. Hmm? And I could understand, oh, Prabhupada gave me the blessing. And this is what it's like. And it's exciting. It's not just some formal thing that you do. I've got to keep... I guess I've got to get initiated by somebody. <laughs> get that over with so we can get on with following Prabhupada or something. No, it was like dynamic and new and like, whoa, Prabhupada said it like this, he says it like this. Whoa, that's different. He interprets this verse this way and that's Krishna conscious and Prabhupada interprets it this way and that's Krishna conscious and Krishna conscious is bigger <laughs> than I thought it was. Hmm? So the, you know, the mind is exploding, the heart is, 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 is beating. Hmm? And there's Sridhar Maharaj with his disinterested nature, uh, based on the, the Sridhar, his inner passion. He's the Sridhar. He's the bearer of Sri in his heart, the carrier of Sri and Bhakti Rakshak. He's not giving her service to just anybody. He's protecting the Bhakti creeper and, and, and Sridhar's, the famous Sridhar Swami of yore was uh, he was named after, in a sense. And Bhakti Rakshak means protector. Hmm? Sridhar Swami was the commentator in the Bhagas and the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so much revered. Hmm? So his sannyas name was Sridhar, and his other part of his name is Bhakti Rakshak. Bhakti Rakshak means protector of Bhakti. Hmm? So he's protecting it by giving the proper siddhanta at a time where it was like in question and so forth proper siddhanta, and in such a way that the higher ideal could be properly understood, not talked about, and properly understood, not misunderstood at a time when it was time to go more internally. Hmm? Um, The time, you know, some of my godbrothers were giving lectures as as gurus on the other side of the Mayapur, and it was just like, and we're going to take over the world! And Jai, Krishna Sun Kirtan, lectures were just like very hollow for me. They were like these very just like rally the troops. What happened to the philosophy? I used to come every year to Mayapur. The Prabhupada told me, every year you come and spend one month with me in Mayapur, Vrindavan. Hmm? So I lived for that. Sometimes I'd see him also in America when he would come, but I could spend a whole month with him there. And he would give a lecture every day, you know. And then I had to hear this like cheerleading kind of thing. And so <laughs> I was drying up. You hear just a word or two from Sridhar is like, just <laughs> like I wanted a drink, and I just got drowned. <laughs> I got submerged in the nectar. Hmm? This is auspicious. This feels like like Prabhupada. This is coming from over here. Like Prabhupada once said, this parampara works like this. There's a tree. Hmm? And the leaves fall from the tree, and they fall and blow in the wind in different places. But if you taste one leaf here, one leaf here, they taste the same, you know. It's coming from the same tree. Hmm? When I tasted the nectar of Sridhar Maharaj's discourse, 
and I had the, the, the personal company of Sridhar Maharshi's persona, the overwhelming kindness, the generosity, the care um, for the care he had for Prabhupada's mission and with the state it was in, it, it imploding and so forth. It was, it was so overwhelming and touching. And at the same time, his own inner life and his scholarship and so forth, and unassuming nature. Hmm? Very powerful, very, very, very blessed. This was, like I said, getting drowned in, 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 in nectar. He sat with us once, some of his young young sannyasis, and as I said, Govinda Maharaj's successor sometimes would take messages to Prabhupada and see the big campaign of Prabhupada and think, Prabhupada really really was it, wasn't he? He was really the one who fulfilled the mission of Bhakti Siddhanta, and our guru is great too, but you know, wow, what Swami Maharaj is doing is incredible. Hmm? But it was Swami Maharaj's, Prabhupada's disciples who came to Sridhar Maharaj hmm? with such intensity of wanting to know and understand the Gaudiya Vaishnavism and be connected substantially to the Parampara in the absence of Prabhupada that drew things out on his veranda hmm? from, from Sridhar Maharaj that even Govinda Maharaj hadn't heard before. And he was thinking, Margaret is pretty great too. I mean, not that he didn't think that, but I mean, but then, you know, that, that he would be celebrated all over the world hmm? like Prabhupada was, it, it really wasn't in their minds, although Sridhar Maharaj wrote a verse at the time of founding his moth and wrote it on the flag that was hoisted. It said, and the, the glory of the Chechen Saraswat Mahat was just flying all over the world. And they used to think, it's flying here, but all over the world, you know. It happened. And it happened by Prabhupada's arrangement, who sent his disciples there and drew him out, which Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur a couple of times told Prabhupada, you, could, you should draw Sridhar Maharaj out for preaching. So... And and Shridhar said, even after his departure, he's pulled me out hmm, by bringing everybody here. I couldn't, couldn't couldn't get me to go anywhere, but he's brought everybody here, so many people, at my doorstep. Huh? So I have to share. That was the bargain, right? He made with Nityananda how we understood Nityananda Prabhu's response. I have to share my wealth, what I have, hmm? which he thought was meager, but. That was his humility. It was great. It was, it was extraordinary and a very powerful, um, if you will, installment of Krishna consciousness in the Guru Parampara. And he, um, I asked him what service I could do. He said, Swami Marsh, Prabhupada has told you everything. Go and start a mission. Hmm? And, and stand on the strength of your faith and I'll be in the background. Sometimes you can come here, and, but you can't stay here. You have to go out and do something. He would want that of you. So, in a humble way, we started, and here we are. Bhakti Lakshakshita Dev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Si Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai. Si Bhakti Vinod Puribhar Ki Jai. Si Si Gauradamadava Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi. Vaishnavi Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Vaishnavi Guru Maharaj Ki Jai.